My name is Lola Rapuzzolo, and this is Media Delta. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Um, we are continuing off where we, you know, started the last episode, uh, and that is we are taking a look at more episodes of Tokyo Shirei Soulbrain, or, or uh, in English, Special Rescue Command Soulbrain. Um, this is a tokusatsu show that ran from January 20th, 1991 to January 22nd, 1992. It is a part of the Metal Hero series, which is a, basically a series about people in metal suits. That it's That's kind of the main thing, because they kind of go all over the place in terms of what they actually are. Um, but yes, uh, this is a toku-ass toku show done by Toei and everything. Uh, it is uh, an interesting thing, as we discussed last time, but we'll discuss more of that here. Uh, so, I, much like last time, I am not the only one who watched this, uh, so please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Axe, and I'm blazing a trail. Hi, I'm Carnival and Toei, you fools! Fools! Hi, I'm Dorpotypus, and I'm here for the sick-ass Toei warehouse. And the quarry. The quarry wasn't in this match. I'm sure it's there in spirit. I love the quarry. It was in the first batch, though, not this batch. The, the warehouse quarry lives in my heart. Fucking warehouse everywhere. Oh my god, yep. so much Toei warehouse. I loved it. Yes. Uh, so just to go over the episodes that we went through this time, because last time we took a look at seven episodes, and we got seven more here. Uh, so the episodes we took a look at are episode 10, uh, which is... Uh, it's great because the subtitler and that uh, from the version that we used and uh, Wikipedia slash the Metal Heroes Wiki have two completely different names for the ease. Uh, so I'm going to use just the Wiki one because they're right here. Um, number episode ten, which is they list as the naive arson team, which I believe it was something like the old man arson team. The old man arsonists. Yeah. The old man arsonists. Uh, episode 13, which is Murder Playback. Um, episode 38, which is The Devil Whispers Death. Wow, that's uh, a real... Mm. That's not... The name we got was much better. It was The Woman of Riga. Yes. Um, episode 47, which is uh, Digression, The Divine... Inter it's a digression, the Divine Investigation Team. Uh, and uh, episode, and, the, and then the last three episodes, which is episode 51, Special Rescue, Breakup Order. 52, which is Special Rescue, Explosion Order. And episode 53, Until We Meet Again. Uh, so, yeah, those are the episodes that we, or that were in this set. Uh, so, uh, I might as well just, you know, a lot of this is the same kind of stuff that we talked about last time. I don't think we really need to go over any in cover old ground because we kind of did in the last episode. So, uh, Axe, what did you think about this set of episodes? All right. So, like, in the course of doing Media Delta, you know, obviously, you know, I've had some pretty strong opinions about things or just some flat opinions. And then as we've watched more of that product or talked more about it, my opinion kind of changed, or I might have seen myself as wrong. Last episode, I said that this was very laid back and sort of grounded, and I was fucking wrong. <laughs> I was incredibly fucking wrong about that assessment of this show. In particular, <laughs> The Woman of Riga, <laughs> which is just an absolutely that shit episode of a show. No, please, please describe the episode to help people understand how fucking stupid it is. Okay, it it's okay. So it starts with a zoom in on a portrait of a Nazi woman, just kind of posing, and then the portrait dr like drips blood, and then possesses a person, and that person, I guess, I I if I remember correctly, they jump off a building and try to kill themselves. Also, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't just a Nazi woman. I think it was a Nazi SS officer. Yes, yeah. she, she was an yes. SS officer. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it ties into the massacre at Riga, which I believe is a real event. I didn't look up the uh, the thing. I don't know my histories that well, but, like, 
it's one of those instances of taking a taking a, a fictional thing and attributing it to an actual event, which makes it like really gross. And just by even by like horror movie standards, this episode is fucking stupid and uh, just ridiculous. So there was something called the room. Uh, if I'm probably mispronouncing this, I apologize. Uh, the Rumbula uh, massacre, which was something that occurred in Riga, Lat uh, Latvia. Um, which did ex it was a massacre of uh, I'm guess Latvian Jews uh, during the Holocaust um, that occurred yeah in Latvia um, it, so yes there is precedent to it I tried to look up to see if like that painting was an actual painting that mm -hmm. for some reason we're just describing uh, like if you just like took yeah. this painting and made an episode on that'd be, it that'd it, be it real didn't. great. If fucking Toei just lifted a Nazi painting for a Toku episode. Yeah. And they don't and the have entire... that fucking money. And I guess like the, the entire gist of the episode is that the uh the woman in question uh was cursed by the people at Riga as they died, and then her spirit gets placed into the painting, and then this uh random woman, I don't remember what her, her entire existence was about, but she wanted to channel the power of the painting and is ultimately defeated by the Soul Brain team. If I remember correctly... Yes, because she was, her father was part of the Hello? part of the Japanese units that would, they didn't receive I the, the cease, ceasefire order. So okay, she wanted fine. revenge based on that for her father against all the politicians and diplomats who wanted to have peace. It's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. But like... That that it's it's important to note that because some of the episodes from the first batch they were a little bit kind of pulled back. They were a little more grounded. They weren't like you know supernatural or you know kaiju or anything like that. They were just yeah, like aside from the first episode. Yeah, like uh, the first episode was a brain that was trying to you know take over the world, and then like you have an episode where it's where it's just a dude who is angry because his father was an asshole, so he wants to kill. His father. So it's like, it's, it's a weird mix of the two. And then I feel like this batch was a lot more zaniness. There was a lot more out there. Um, I also thought it was funny that the uh, commander has his gloves shoved into like a holster on his shoulder. Just like in a loop. And they're just kind of sitting there. Yeah, okay, so you also noticed that for like the first time. Cause yes! Yeah. Yes, I, I noticed it in um, episode 38. I was just like, wait a minute, why the fucker is his gloves in his shoulder? Um, Don't worry about it. The pacing of the show is also worth mentioning because the show doesn't let up. Once the, the opening credits start and then end, it's nonstop until the credits. There's no, like, down moments. It's just constant action, action, action. There's yeah, they have 30 happening. minutes, and they fucking know it. They yep. do it, and they race through it. They are absolutely rushing to that end. But at the same time, stuff's constantly happening, so it doesn't feel... It feels breakneck, but doesn't feel breakneck in a bad way. It's more funny because of just how, like, goofy the energy is in each episode. Yeah, that yeah, is it's, something... It's fast, but that... at least follows the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's really... I, I I appreciate something that you know respects your time. Like in general, that's one part of the thing I like about Toku as a whole, aside from some series based on what the producers like. But generally, it respects your time and realizes, look, we got thirty minutes. You know, you're here. We if you're here, we know what you want, so we're not gonna waste your time. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, like each episode has a plot. It's got its its introduction of the plot. It's got its uh, critical moment, and then it's got its climax. So it's it's got all all three things that make a story a story. Um, and at no point does it feel like there's something missing, or that it's going too fast for you to keep up. It's just the right amount of pace. I thought. Yeah. So like, I wasn't I wasn't entirely on board with the first batch, but the second batch. I think you got me a little bit. <laughs> you, you got my attention. I I will say the one issue with the pacing thing is it's part of why the last three episodes stand out so hard. Is because it's a three-parter, but they try to stretch the plot over three episodes, and it doesn't feel amazing at times. Yeah. 
it's great because it's like like part of the like going through the second episode it's like you kind of forget that it's even part of a three-part because it's just they're so focused on the events of that thing they kind of do a not great job of tying the episodes together i think that's largely because the format of the show was 30 minutes and then they went to an hour and a half so how do you take those 30 minutes and stretch it to an hour and a half and just they don't have the the uh um it's not their forte. Yeah, it's it doesn't have the energy and the pacing and just like the 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 ability to make that run. But other than that, I mean, this is definitely I'm glad I watched it. It was interesting to see a, a bit of history in terms of uh, Toku Media, and I kind of see what Carnival sees in it, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, that's what I thought. All right, uh, Carnival. I was I really appreciate this this back half, even the, the three parter in terms of just like doing the more explosive thing that just happens because we're it's a these toko shows run they basically film a week a one week one episode a week every year, so it's like there's no way we're gonna get everything. So I did appreciate this showing off some of the more absurd episodes because it's like look. Even in series that have a more like thorough plot line that is very much very strong, you're still gonna get episodes that are some are goofier than others and some that are like more plot focused. And it's like I'm glad we got some of the more goofier things to show off of just how things bounce back and forth. A special call out to Woman of Riga just because of like Togu is very good about like Nazis bad, Nazis bad, and being unequivocal about it. Just because Shitara Shimara, who who created Common Rider, and technically Super Sentai to a certain extent, was very much was no Nazis bad Nazis bad. I will beat this into you no matter how much I have to try. Bad guys. I heard it was the uh, Common Rider was very heavy on the Nazis as bad. Uh, y- yes. Slant. Very much so. Of just like. Yeah, no, I'm making my bag the villains. They're explicitly a, some weird Nazi offshoot that found their way to Japan somehow. Don't worry about that. How? Don't worry about how. The important part is the Nazis and they're bad. Go beat up Hitler monsters every few off so often. Well, they I, don't do that one anymore as much I, because, understandably, I appreciate that uh, Adolf Hitler has a page on the Common Rider wiki. Yes. Oh my fucking god. Starfish Hitler. <laughs> they even did like. Still images from World War Two throughout episode oh. thirty-eight. <laughs> oh, like, oh. like no, like the old the old man arsonist one where they had the stock footage of the bombing of Japan was like, yeah, I, fire bombings. It was great. Yeah, that was a huh, huh. I didn't expect that. Yeah, wow. To be fair, that episode was weird because it kind of brought up a valid point that quickly fell by the wayside and didn't matter. I mean, yes, but again, like, let's be real. You can't, you, in any media that is like funded by some kind of corporation in general, you can't do too much left, you can't go too far into doing a left leaning message because it's like, you don't want people to catch on to like, wait a second. Well, part of the problem is it was an episode that, that towed the line and had the potential to dip into some weird nationalist rhetoric, which thankfully it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Also, now I'm just thinking about that guy's scar. And that was really did not look good. It fucking looked like they just took like a coffee can and traced around it. So, did you see the old man arsonist episode? Axe, I'm just. I did not see that one. Okay. So, basically, what happens is so basically, some old people who are getting retired, who are quote unquote retired, basically forced out of their job just feel left behind by the world evolving, decide to burn down Japan so that they can build it up again because they feel well, cheated. Not so they can build it up again. It's they helped rebuild Japan. That's the entire point, is that these are old people who were around during the bombings and fire bombings and the aftermath, and they themselves were part of the group that helped rebuild Japan from the ashes. And so the entire issue there was they, they were worried that they were being forgotten and left by the wayside enforced out and all that and that was kind of the entire point of why they were acting up but also it ended up ultimately being fruitless 
It almost it sounds very counterintuitive. Like we help build this. Oh, you're forgetting about us. Well, we'll just burn it down. I guess it's well, not a great. <laughs> the idea is it was their way of acting out against the society that had all but forgotten them, but also they were being used by another man to get his revenge. Or because his father basically died. Well, no, his father, his mother, and sister all burnt in their home because was the dad trying to commit suicide or was that? Yes, I believe the dad was trying to commit suicide and in the process took his family with him or at least attempted to. Yeah. Uh, Suicide seems to come up fairly often in this uh, show. Uh, that's, That's kind of a thing that this specific era of just Japanese media. I was going to say, especially since this was right as the bubble was bursting, right? Yes, this is right when the bubble was bursting. So it's it's not, I won't say it's great, but it's understandable because it was something that was on people's minds, right? When they, people were writing. Yeah. God, this show fucking loves the daddy issues. It loves it so much that the last three episodes are entirely dedicated to daddy issues in multiple ways. I I already forgot what the guy's MO was, but I remember it being really stupid. Okay, okay, so basically the, the big villain's entire shtick was uh, that he wanted to end Soul Brain. Uh, I don't remember his specific reasoning, uh, like reasons for it or reason for his hate. Carnival might remember it more. Well, not, he didn't, well, again, because, again, we were watching random episodes, so... That the guy Talkaka was a character that they introduced in the back half as a just a recurring villain who just showed up every now and then for just some more bigger plot stuff. But basically, he just hated Soul Brain so much that he plugged himself up to a computer and basically did the am from I have no mouth and must scream thing of just I'm gonna upload my hate to the computer. Well, didn't he? Did, was it? Not, it wasn't directly for Soul Brain. It was something else that he just couldn't stop hating. But it was yeah, because he lost his fam- like family members, including his dad. Yeah, but uh, I remember the exact reason why. It was something stupid. But but like that, him being the framing device aside, the whole yeah. So this this guy goes on to murder some other guy for like I think like basically debt owing money. Then after he goes to jail, gets out, becomes a reformist, and uh, has a kid. So really quick, it wasn't that he died, he killed a man because of debt. It's that he was being threatened by some by a debtor, like a, a loan shark, who went to stab him, and he, in, a, in the tussle, uh, managed to get the knife and stab the loan shark. Uh, and was then, you know, accused of it and sent to prison for, for a while. Right, so he comes out, he meets someone, marries... Has a child. The child, the son of the dude he stabbed, moves in thanks to be getting a tip from the other guy. Next, basically next door, and starts spending time with the the original guy's kid. Not just next door. Literally, the building across. For just so yeah. as part of this, just mind games thing, just large like mind games of just like. Is, he, is it is his good? father out of his, his son's love for him? <laughs> I'll become the new dad. And it's just like it's re- it was a really interesting plot. I would have just liked it if it wasn't it was divorced from the giant three parter. Yeah. So the the issue I had with it is it's like this man saying I'll end Soul Brain. Ah, fuck you guys. Yada yada. Which fine, fucking whatever. But his ultimate plan was just to have a man threaten a child. So that the, the father could take a bomb into Soul Brain's headquarters. Except he knew that they would catch the bomb. And the entire point is that they were going to have, like, the fucking, the, the kid, that the kid of the dude who died originally, uh, take the son captive and hold him at knife point so Soul Brain would have to shoot him and become murderers. And it's like, what the fuck? Is that really your plan? Also, mind you, this entire time, uh, the, in the background, that they only really fucking address at the beginning and end is that they are dismantling Soul Brain because they are mass-producing the power suits, and they're going to have the members of Soul Brain go to different parts of the country to teach the police force how to use them. Which, like, 
fucking ACAB, whatever, but, like, actually mass-producing those suits is a good thing? Because, yeah, no, they're actually really good as a, like, oh, we need to go into a building that's burning and call it collapsing. No, those suits are really good for that. Yeah, no, that's a yeah. great thing. They're great for emergency rescue. So it's, but everyone's acting like it's a tragedy in the end of the world that the thing that was inevitable is happening anyway. I mean, I don't blame that one too much, just because it's like, you, you like working with your coworkers, you're sad to have to go. Yeah, but this is a normal thing, like transferring departments, moving across the country if need be, especially in those higher positions. But uh, yeah, so that entire thing didn't matter except in the beginning and end, and then there was that whole middle thing about the evil villain trying to get them to commit murder so they could dissolve Soulbrain, even though Soulbrain was dissolving anyway, so it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> and then he just fucking bites it at the end. Yeah. I forget why, and it was something really stupid. They but, shot yeah. out his hate chip, and thus, without the power of hate to keep it moving, he just gave out. Yeah. I yeah. When I said it was basically Am from I Have No Mouth and Must Scream, it was that. It's it's such a weird fucking... Oh. And the problem is, th this entire plan was dumb. It also stretched out across three episodes, so the pacing was questionable at best. I still enjoyed it, though. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. Probably my two big, big picks for this set were the Women of Riga episode and the Dream Gun episode. The... Yes, that one was also an interesting episode. Very much also the very much ungrounded episodes because it's like the great comparison to like the last one because it's just the the corporation that's like trying to make everyone like make his workers like super obedient uh, and then also uh, that's not the dream where, machine. Oh, wait, is, Oh right, yes, that one. With yeah, the, okay. with the with the obsessive fan who then got yes. angry. The adoring fan, yes. God, it's so stupid. Yeah, basically, man worked for a company that was producing a machine that lets you beam dreams into people's heads. Which, okay, not great, uh, but also like that you view them was the big thing. That was the whole point of the machine. But also, apparently, you could just remove the tip of it and use it as a gun. Uh, if you use, like, a pocket scanner, it's fucking bizarre. And so this dude was obsessed with Soulbrain and wanted to be friends with them. So he would start, but he knew he couldn't do it, like, like in person. So he started, like, scanning in dreams for himself of being buddies with Soulbrain. And being, like, replacing Daisuke himself at yeah, points. Yeah, being the biggest, bestest boy in Soulbrain, eventually. And, and then... then because eventually he said, oh, wait, you overused this thing. It's causing some bad, it's causing trauma, uh, dude. And then, then he decides to try and frame Daisuke for doing a hidden run. It wasn't Daisuke, it was the, the head of Soulbrain. No, 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 that, Daisuke was first, and then yeah, he tried to Daisuke, frame yeah. the head of Soulbrain for murder later in the episode. For murdering him. Do, yeah, what he would do is he would commit the crimes, film them, take, make pictures of them, and then he would go outside the person's home and beam dreams of them fucking up the way he did and then record them on tape and send the tape into Soulbrains and the cops saying, hey, I saw this happen. And that was his great plan. It's fucking astounding. It also, was... then he tried to reenact dreams too and was foiled because it was a dumb idea. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of the the plots, though. They're like uh, some seemingly ordinary person decides that they're going to do something out of the ordinary to either like get back at some people or directly attack Soul Brain itself. It's 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 funny. I think it's funny because again, restating what I said in the first episode, I was expecting monsters, kaiju, you know, big battle fights, and and then it's, it's more ordinary people doing these things. It's great. Yeah, I'm finished for, the, for this segment. All right, uh, Torpo. Yeah, I pretty much said what I thought. Sorry, I don't have much to say. All right. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I really like the show. Like, it's like, would I say it's good? No. Like, I don't think it is a okay. I should. 
Do I think it is a well-made show? No. Do I think it is a fun show? Absolutely. Uh, it is a very enjoyable experience. It's Toku made by Toei. They don't make well-made those. Like, also, once again, I cannot emphasize how much they used that fucking warehouse in this set. I mean, the the they wear the budget for this show on in sleep, but I think it works in its favor. It gives it a certain charm. Oh, yeah, it absolutely does. Um, yes. Um, it, did, did anyone have any other additional thoughts? I think I'm or, good. I got Toy Rant Part 2. All right. Yeah, nothing more than last time, really. I mean, look, I was gonna not say that say anything more about Toei, but they didn't decide to just do things to cause problems. Yeah, so, I think in the in the time that it took us to record this episode to or record the last episode to do this episode, they have done some more fun stuff. So Toei has sent sent basically letters telling the fan subbers of main primarily Kamen Rider and uh, Super Sentai, two ones they really care about more to just kind of knock it off, and it's like, Toei, Toei, you can't do that, because you don't, like, if you had, like, decent quality subs up everywhere, okay, you were in your rights for doing that, but you don't. You put two episodes of Kamen Rider up on your, on your channel that are sub, and only two of each series, and on for every, all your other properties, you seem to have only subtitles on the first two episodes on your channel designed for global outreach. It's ridiculous, and it's like, yes, you have the entirety of Kamen Rider Kuga up for subs, but that's only on, like, some stuff on Pluto TV and other, like, Shout Factory streaming services. But those are also region-locked, and it's like, if you want to do outreach to other parts of the world, you gotta put the effort in. And, like... Okay, you don't want to go and maybe like con negotiate some things. Here's what you should do: go contact those what? those fan sub subbers and pay them. Get pay them to do that. Or they're there. I'll tell you, they've already got all the documents and subtitles. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, archive. Like this is what frustrates me compared to Subaria. The, the people who do Ultraman is like they can People who do Ultraman care way more about their international audiences, at least acknowledging they exist and getting out content to them. In accessible ways, there's still the region locking issue, but it like every episodes of the newer Ultramans come out within like a day or so with subtitles on YouTube, and not to mention like Quadruple S Gridman and Quadruple S Dinazinon, both are good animes that like yeah they put their stamp of approval on and just actively go out to send to people around the world as best they can in a way to like actively. In put people introduce people to the franchises and like genre as a whole like Torpo and I may complain about Ultraman series back and forth but it's like a lot. they at least respect their audience enough to try and it's like also they stick by their fucking guns <laughs> yes so it's like if it's like I would be love to do an Ultraman show just to compare because it's like it's probably going to be a lot easier for us to find an Ultraman than it would ever be yeah, to... Well, well, okay. Point being, it'll be easier to find Ultraman, like, officially than it would be to find Toei stuff. Especially okay, considering Hasbro has basically put an ixnay on any of the Super Sentai stuff coming over here because for reasons I have no clue. Because it doesn't uh -huh. compete with them directly at all. Yeah, I will sing the praises of Gridman until the end of time, though. That show is so fucking good. Also, oh, this is Quadruple S Gridman, not the original Gridman. Yeah, quadruple S Gridman by Studio Trigger is fucking incredible. I, I have say I think Studio about it. Trigger. Yes. Ah! Okay, let me clarify. The ones that I've seen of Studio Trigger have been good. I have Their not good seen any of the bad really ones. stuff is really good. Their good stuff is really good. But yeah, I highly recommend Gridman. Uh, Dino Xenon's actually airing this season as well, and I recommend it, even if it's a slow start. But either way, my point is, fuck Toei. Yeah, because it sounds like, like, even if I were to be like, okay, this this show got me interested, let me dive more deep into Toku, like, this sounds like it 
wouldn't even be worth my time because it's just so goddamn hard to find anything translated because I don't know Japanese. I'm not going to be able to learn Japanese that well. Not if you, hard to find things translated. It's just hard to find them legit. Is the problem? Yes. Yeah, like, that's, like yeah. if you really want to know, Axe, I can I can t point you in the right place. But it's like, well, I'm saying in a rhetorical. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not really looking to get super deep into stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Carnival. Just just so you know, uh, because at this point, in terms of you know, because Media Delta is a sister show to Restoring Rhapsody. Uh, of the two Ultraman series that we have done, they are both on YouTube. We can watch the 1966 Ultraman or Toward the Future. Oh, yeah, oh, no, not, that, the, mm. I'm not looking forward to that, but that still makes my point. We can go and do that right there because Subaya cares about so, trying to get their stuff out there. It's great because two separate people have uploaded the entirety of Towards the Future on YouTube. Shows how much of how little of shit they care about that in terms of. I mean, Towards uh, the Future has got a weird production history anyway. Like, Subaya itself doesn't like to acknowledge it exists. We just kind of, yeah, we're just, it's there. You can look at it if you really want to, but let's just, let's just push this into the corner. Yeah. Um, all 13 episodes of it. Um, so yeah. Uh did anyone have any other comments before we rank? Yeah. Nope. Nah, I'm good. All right. So we are going to rank this using our normal 1 to 21 scale with uh additional side rankings if needed. Uh system of 1 being absolute mastercraft can't get any better or I, I really shouldn't say that. Absolute mastercraft of top of its class. Uh, to 21, which is absolute garbage, not even ironically fun to watch. Uh, so, Axe, what would you give Tokyo Shirei's Soul Brain? I'd throw it down in nine with Flash Gordon, because I feel like they're very much on par. All right. Carnival. Six or a seven, but I like the genre, so I know I'm probably giving it a higher rating. All right. Uh, Torpo. Oh, let me think. See, my problem is, like, I, I they're the same level of schlock. My one issue is fucking Flash Gordon has a budget. <laughs> it does, yes. but it doesn't look like it has the budget, is the thing. Yes, it's, it's yes. very, it's very uh, in tatters and hanging by it a is thread. a hot mess. I, I would <laughs> argue the pacing in this is infinitely better than Flash, Flash Gordon, Gordon. Yes, because things happen in the show. Like, as, as much of the budget is low on the show, I felt like the show is better presented than all of Flash Gordon. It's, it's because I, it's fucking snappy. It just, shit never stops moving. Yeah. Also, I would 100% put it on par with fucking Pirates of Dark Water or Mega Man. Yeah, that's the thing I was thinking, because I was thinking Pirates of Dark Water, which that show had a budget and then didn't have a budget. <laughs> I'm just sad we didn't get to see the quarry in this batch. That's what makes me yeah. sad. Um, oh, no, it lives on in their fucking media to this day. <laughs> yeah, no, they go to that quarry to this day. I could probably pull up an episode of Sentai or Kamen Rider and it's right. It'll be there. That, that, that's going to be one of your life goals is to visit that quarry one day. I mean, I would like to, but it's also, it's a quarry and probably <laughs> I would and I'd probably be interrupting the people filming, because, again, they film every week, effectively. Okay, so it's a crapshoot. You could flip a coin, and they could be filming, or they could not, and instead you could go to the fucking uh, warehouse. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. This, they could either be filming at the quarry, or they could be filming at the warehouse. <laughs> Just flip a coin and take a chance. Or that one park they filmed a bunch of episodes in. God. Uh, Quarries. All right, uh, Tarpa, what is your ranking? Um, yeah, I'll say nine. That's that's about where I feel. Like I, I would say it is on par with like Mega Man and Sonic, uh, Sonic less so, but that's fucking degrees. But like, yeah, Pirates of Darkwater and Mega Man season one, I would one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Uh, so I personally was thinking I I was personally thinking somewhere between the seven to nine range. Uh, in the blue. Uh, I also might also throw out uh, this could be a good 69 candidate. 
which is a weird way of phrasing that. But I would actually agree. I would agree. I would agree. Actually, that's a that's a solid choice. I just feel bad because it's like if we do like Curio uh, Sentai Zuranger, I feel like that would also. I don't want no, that to just get inflated with just this is Toku. This is Toku because that's. To be fair, we could vary it by quality, but like this one in particular yeah. is yeah. just a mess. Yeah. For those ah. listening at home, uh, 69 is Fever Dream, has a sound foundation, but something about it elevates it in a way that confidence can't. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like for all its goofiness, I feel it's still fairly competent. Yeah, the one thing is, I would say it's a... The reason I would also say 9 and being a part of those is because it's basically a cartoon, but with people. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say, yeah, because that's why I said if not 69, I was, was going to say 69, I would say something like Wizards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's. Yeah. Put that idea in my head. <laughs> but like for this, I would say it's about on par with like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's I, that yeah. That's what this is. <laughs> That's when this show would run. It's a Saturday morning. Um, cause yeah, uh, just to just to pop it, like just to set the ceiling and floor. Um, like especially we all had nine, uh, at least at least a nine. So just go through ten, just to kind of clarify what it's above. Uh, that puts it above the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVA, Nickelodeon Guts and Wizardry, which I would absolutely agree. Uh, this is oh. over. That's, oh, absolutely. That is without yeah, 100%. a 100%. Yeah. yeah. It isn't quite dry enough for that. Things are always happening, at least. Um, stuff that we have in nine. Uh, we have Flash Gordon, as we mentioned. Uh, the first season of the Mega Man cartoon, uh, the Sonic Adventure OVA, or the Sonic Adventure, the Sonic the Hedgehog OVA, Fires of Dark Water, Tron, and East 2. I, I would say that, yeah, I, at least at that level. Um, yeah, like is the floor. Like yeah, yeah, I think that's a good floor. Uh, at yeah. eight, or I was gonna what, say, like for eight, I would argue that is at the point where you start getting like actually budget starting to make a difference. Yeah, because at eight we got the Area eighty eight OVA, Digimon the movie, Loop on the third, Secret of Mamo, the Roller Games, Home or Sweet Home, and the first season of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um. Yeah, that's where you start getting like money or like artistry to start making more of a difference comparatively, because like... and, and just going by like uh, presentation and budget and all that, I would say it's kind of on par with Roller Games and Turtle Season One. Yeah, yeah, but I see said, that. Like, also, things like like yeah, the quality to some degree. Yeah. Because like the issue with this is it, it largely gets by on sheer audacity more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a lot more violent than I thought it was going to be. There's a lot of blood in this show. To be fair, like Japanese media is a lot, a lot more chill with blood than, say, American. Yeah, yeah, that's just a thing. That's like they will absolutely be beaten so up, kind of bad in this in these shows all the time. It's why it was fun seeing uh, Demon Slayer in theaters recently, because that is like targeted at like teens like like fucking uh male teens he's a fucking rated r over here because it's a fuckload of dismemberment yeah (laughs) demon slayer doesn't hold back for that on that (laughs) but i don't think it can go any higher than eight because then you've you've got some really good stuff coming in at seven yeah just to clarify the stuff we got at seven American Gladiators, Fantasy Kaleidoscope, The Members of Phantasm, uh, The Mortal Kombat Movie, Nick Arcade, The Running Man, and East OVA. I would agree that I would not put Soul Brain in that category. No, I, uh, I think nine is a nice, safe place for this. Yeah. That's I'm, fair. I'm sticking by nine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I was, I was, could potentially make a case for eight, but nine also works. I think there are better shows for Toga we could put in eight, but. Like, yeah, so that's fair. I, like, I even knew ahead of time, like, I was going to be giving a higher rating because I like the genre, so. Yeah. It's actually kind of interesting also, because I can't spell. Um, it's actually kind of interesting because I think it's actually, like, the closest we've been to, like, almost unanimous. Because uh, we're all, we were all pretty much in that same range. Also, what episode? 70, this would be 76, I think. Yes. 
That's 76. That's where it came out in 1991. I'm just going to put Chewie. It's a TV show. Uh, oh, what do I want to put? I don't want to. I don't want to call it kids because I feel like that's a bit one these are, not these accurate. Are, these are toy commercials. No, these are these are for kids. Yeah, they're toy commercials. That's what they are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Like you're not you're not insulting anyone. Everyone who watches these knows it's like yeah no here's the toys. Yeah, I do. do I? Yeah, I do. Um. Okay, and then they're fun, but they are 100% made for kids. Why do you think like? There's at least a kid in every single fucking episode. This is true. Or at least a minimum of half of them. God, also... Also, tone. Um, okay, that's... Sci-fi. That's much... Hard. Yeah, I'm thinking sci-fi. You could also... Since it... It's not... Police? I know for Media Delta, we've done the dollar signs to denote, like, like toy-driven. I wouldn't call it that. Like, if you were doing yeah. a Sentai, yes, then we'd absolutely do a toy-driven, because yeah. then you're going to see the toys in the, like, you like you see them in the shot, but it's, like, nowhere to the extent that, like, a common Rider or a Sentai would be. But I still don't know where to put the tone of this, because it's just... I think Well, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned that this was a toy-driven show. I mean... It, it is as a genre, but, like, Sentai are much... Like, let me get you uh, just... Let me just yeah. get you a clip of a, and I can totally point out to you every toy in that, in a, just a, basically. Well, no, I, 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 look, I've seen enough Transformers. I can recognize yeah. when somebody's shoving yeah. toys in my face. Yeah, I think, because I think the thing about this is that, yeah, I'm thinking sci-fi. Uh, the thing I would like to go to Carnival's point that I'm thinking of, is especially if you think about Power Rangers, uh, mm-hmm. Like the Senta, like the Toku genre in general is very much like, oh, hey, it's like very flashy. It's like very kind of kid driven, although in like especially these things like the Metal Heroes where you can get older. It's simpler with Sentai. You've got <clears throat> typically, let's say for Power Rangers, you got five Rangers, five Rangers five up to... that form up. Yes. Together. And then each have their each individual weapon, their sidearm, the thing that they use to transform. In which they turn into their their the their little robot thing, which then all the if you get all the robots together, they can make another big robot. Uh, and also, then they have their six ranger with their own unique set of equipment, who has their own unique robot that you also can combine with the other robots. Because the thing that I'm also thinking of is you compare it to like a Power Ranger thing, like like all the Power Ranger villains are like these weird intricate monsters that like you can see like like for some reason i'm just thinking of like rita repulsor like lord said whereas a lot of in soul brain they're just dudes like you're never going to get an action figure although it'd be funny of those old men who are lighting fires everywhere i would love that though like you're not going to get anything outside the ironic set that's right i collected all three of the old men arsonists but yes uh i would say sci-fi is the thing uh, content? No, I wouldn't. Like, because, like, you go into this... Okay. Especially since we covered the first thing, there was an incident of blackface in the show. Yeah. There was blackface, and there was also a good amount of blood. So I would say a light G. Uh, I would say a Y, though. Definitely. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, Just, yeah I, I think I, I think once you use blackface, you're getting a Y. Even if it's... there's also the entire Nazi episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, even also if that. it's still, they're the bad guys, they're still using footage from World War oh, II. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at one point, somebody drops blood on the floor and the blood turns into a swastika. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? So I, forgot. <laughs> I, forgot. I forgot about that. And then bursts into flames, apparently. God, that episode. The so fucking hard. episode was ridiculous. Um,. Okay, is there anything I want to call it in music, charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, and art? We gotta call it charm. Like, there's no way we can't call out just this is charming. Yeah, I'd, I'd say camp. Yeah, that's the thing I was, I was thinking of. Say, could we put campy charm in the action? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, can put, we can put campy charm in whatever category we want. I was gonna uh, say campy charm in the action, definitely. Yeah. I like the intro song, but it doesn't come off like a theme song yes because that's that's how they are like a lot of them especially now because they can contract sony 
Toei yeah. has got to deal with Sony Music, so they just go, "Hey, artist, that's con- that's under Sony's label. Do a theme song for us." Yeah, like the insert songs in here were not that bad. I don't know, like, you know what? Yeah, I, you know, I'm gonna give a thumbs up to music. Yeah, no, I like the music. It's like, sure, it's not always gonna be like the thing you were. You're gonna like go out of your way. It's that maybe the theme song, but it's like it's memorable when it when it starts. Cinematography, um, I feel, is a little hit and miss. Some of the fights yeah. were a little tough to follow. Yeah, I like, was kind of thinking just leaving that one blank. Yeah, but like storytelling. Camp. Yeah, yeah. Let's go camp. camp for storytelling. Yeah. That's, that's honestly the only thing I can really say to you is yeah. Because it, it is, I really appreciate that it does not waste your time, but also that's not a good way of telling a story. And you know what? I'm going to say thumbs up for the artwork too because. I feel the special effects in this actually are very good and at no time seem cheap or crappy. The only, okay, the okay, one let me thing tell I you would about say, asset reuse. Uh, I'm fine with asset reuse. Well, okay, so here's the thing that I was thinking of is I love the, uh, the white brick walls that you can tell that is about to be broken through, God. which they had of multiple sizes because sometimes the car has to go through. <laughs> it's really good too because once again, the entire wall all around them is flat, uh, full of like these very obvious square foam bricks. For I mean, yes, but that's that's toy shows in general. I mean, if you have something good to start with, I mean, I mean my, my argument is it, if you just kind of spam it and it has no meaning, then yeah, I would agree. It's that's kind of a negative point. But if you can reuse an asset, get mileage out of it, then I, I yeah, say I a, would. I would say that it was fine here. Oh, yeah. Who appears the most isn't even a person with the suit. He's always around doing shit, and it feels um, weird. I can't really think of any nays. Uh, actually, there is something I can do for another yay, uh, which is. Do, 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 because uh, this show is simply fun. It is just a this. There is this is this is very much a head empty, no thoughts show. Yes. Yep. And just drain out your brain before you come in. Yep. Um. Yes. Um. Yeah. Like I can't think of any names. Um. So yeah. Also, man, it's weird to think about this in the terms of the reason why we're doing this. Thinking now, now that we've seen this, thinking back of Shatterhand, uh, that is certainly a game that came from the show. How? I think it. I think it was like the other way around. Of Shatterhand, like, got reskinned into Soul Brain. I. I am now after watching this. I that has to be the case. Because it's like, if you think about, like, because Natsume did other games based on Toku stuff, like they did, like they did, um, for the, just thinking of NES games, they did, um, they did uh, Jetman, which was at the same time as this, uh, which was a show that I would imagine would fit more, you know, would fit more with Jetman, with what that, that game was, uh, whereas this, this did not fit Soul Brain at all. Uh, especially since if you think about it, because uh, one of the changes from Soul Brain to Shatterhand uh, was the addition of they changed one of the levels uh, in the, I would say, Western version, Shatterhand, uh, was this nuclear sub uh, that in the in Soul Brain was like this amusement park level. But none of the other levels really fit uh, the Soul Brain aesthetic because they're all like. They're all somewhat futuristic, dark kind of things. So I would almost imagine that Shatterhand was the original game and it got turned into Soul Brain, which is weird to think about. But that is why we're doing this. That is the entire point of Media Delta is to look at the stuff that is like, oh, hey, this thing's based like this thing got is like based on license. Let's see how it compares to that. Um, and so far, I got to say, it's actually been pretty interesting because this has kind of exposed me to a lot of 
different things that I normally would never go out of my way to even touch, like Moomins, for example. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, so, yeah, uh, that'll do it for Tokyo Shiri Soulbrain. Uh, so, before we head out, uh, Ax, is there anything you want to plug? Yes, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network. All right. Uh, Carnival. Your local Baylor charity fund. <laughs> All right. Torpo. Twitch.tv slash Torpotypist, that Torpotypist on Twitter. And I want to plug the whole left of my organization after it was completely dissolved due to things actually going the way they're supposed to. Yes. So, uh, next episode we got is uh, a charity episode because, much like Secret of Nim, uh, was an episode that we did because of uh, people raising money for the Retrorank Relief Fund. Uh, this other one is one that was also one for the Retrorank Relief Fund. We're talking about Ferngully's Last Rainforest. Yes. Uh, which is a movie that I have not seen in eons, probably when it first came out. Same. Same. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm excited because I remember, I remember the villain. I remember the songs. Robin Williams raps. Robin Williams raps. Tim Curry. <laughs> Tim Curry sings a song about sexy pollution. Uh, and Tone Lock is a chameleon really in the board. It's a good thing. So good. That'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Me. If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.